This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 78. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so bad. Welcome back to the podcast where we discuss all things AE. Everything that has occurred at AEindex.org over the last month, we discuss right here. Bring it to voice. I'd like to say life, but I think voice is an assurance and life is a possibility. All right, let's get right into it. The big news, if you're not aware, it hit. You know, it was a funny thing because it really, uh, AIPT Comics is where uh, it hit on the web. And they actually had things first before it was on the IDW website, which... I didn't understand. Bleeding Cool pulled it from AIPT. Uh, I waited for the IDW website to be updated. But the big news is DC Artist Editions coming once more from IDW. Uh, two have been announced. That's David Mazzucchelli's Batman Year One Artist Edition with design by Chip Kidd. And Neil Adams' DC Classics with two different covers. I don't understand two regular covers. I never have. It's happened a couple times. I get a regular cover and a variant cover. So I'm not sure exactly what's happening here. But they did provide two different covers. First Prince of Ra's al Ghul. And then the uh, Hard Traveling Heroes cover. So Green Lantern, Green Arrow 76. And Batman 232. Anyway. And then the uh, some just iconic Batman Year One art from Isaac Kelly, just gorgeous. Uh, let, let me let me read you the press release, anyways. Uh, IDW Publishing has signed an agreement with DC to produce artist editions releases. That's a weird statement. Based on highly celebrated works from legendary comic book icons David Mazzucchelli and Neil Adams. The first two books launching in mid-2024 will be David Mazzucchelli's Batman Year One Artist Edition and Neil Adams' DC Classics Artist Edition. More artist editions by stellar artists will be announced over the next few months. The books in this new initiative with DC are near and dear to my heart, said Artist Editions editor Scott Dunbeer. Many of the volumes announced and the ones that have yet to be announced showcase some of the finest art ever produced, ever published in the comic book form. David Mazzucchelli's Batman Year One, written by industry legend Frank Miller, is considered to be one of the greatest Batman stories ever told. Mazzucchelli, a man who prefers to let his work speak for himself, said, This is a book you were never meant to see. Dunbeer added, David has been intimately involved with the planning of this artist edition and has personally scanned all the contents. In addition to the covers and interiors, all the layouts from the series will be included. Iconic designer Chip Kidd will be designing the book. Neil Adams' DC Classics Artist Edition will feature a wide assortment of classic Neil Adams art from the late 1960s to the mid-1970s which is generally considered to be Adam's greatest period. The book will include five complete stories and an amazing assortment of covers and pages. The book will feature two covers, Batman, I'm sorry, Green Lantern, Green Arrow 76, the first issue of the classic run by Denny O'Neill and Adams, and Batman 232, the first appearance of Rachel Ghoul. My family and I could not be happier to have this book happen, said Christine Adams Stone. We had so many of my dad's fans literally begging us to do an artist edition. We have every confidence that they and the Adams family will love the results. So there you go. Interesting. Um, hmm. It doesn't say that uh, Batman Year One will include all the issues, but I mean, it has to, right? You'd think. Anyways, the uh, yeah. That's the big news, definitely. It's my understanding that we'll see uh, Batman Year One announced and for release at San Diego Comic-Con 2024. 
and Neil Adams DC Classics at uh, New York Comic Con 2024. So watch for those. And it's, I'm also told there will be a signed slipcase edition of Batman Year One. So watch for that as well. That's uh, that's going to be a hot property. The Batman Year One is going to be uh, 14 by 21. So oversized art. So bigger than the Daredevil One again. And then Neil Adams DC Classics should be standard size, 12 by 17. So some great stuff there. Um, that is definitely the big news. I think there's no bigger news than that. But we do have some solicitations as well. So we had a new announcement from 2000 AD. And that is the 2080 Art of Mick McMahon Apex Edition. Let me give you the blurb. A master artist at the height of his talents. A collection of art unparalleled in its startling style and inventiveness. Presented at original size in a stunning hardcover. Rebellion is proud to announce that the 2080 Art of Mick McMahon Apex Edition is to be published in November 2023. It's a really long, actually. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Go to the, go to the site and read it. Let me give you the, the gist of it is uh, McMahon is best. Blah, 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 blah. This Apex edition explores his color work, such as the fear that made Milwaukee famous, presented in its entirety, and Mega City Rumble, with bold markers and bright shades competing to create pages bursting with light and energy. It also features pages from Mill's Judge Dredd story, The Return of Rico, in which Dredd's evil twin brother is revealed. The story inspired the 1995 Judge Dredd movie starring Sylvester Stallone as well as providing the story spark that would lead to some of the Judge Dredd's greatest, I'm sorry, biggest stories. Interesting. Here's, a, here's the paragraph that really excited me. This stunning collection closes with one of the most important works outside of the pages of 2000 AD. Created for Marvel's epic imprint, The Last American is a profound meditation on loss and hope at the end of the world. Written by John Wagner and Alan Grant, just as their legendary writing partnership is drawing to a close. McMahon's pages sing with color and clarity, his post-apocalyptic landscapes filled with despair and emptiness as its lead character, Ulysses S. Pilgrim, searches for what remains of humanity. So this is a very interesting collection because we already had, um, we had the Judge Dredd McMahon book already. And now we have the 2080 Art of Mick McMahon that includes Judge Red stories and an epic story. So I don't really understand what's happening there. But there's a standard version and uh, it's $122.99 US. And then there's a slipcase limited edition $196.99 US. And that's only available from the 2080 website. Links are on my site. So go to index.org. You'll see the links. That's some good news. And then Diamond did their solicitations. Um, we already knew about this, but now that's hit Diamond. So it is Frank Miller's Daredevil Artist Edition, which is just a straight reprint of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition. No new pages, no new cover, no new nothing other than the title. So if you have that already, don't worry about it. If you missed that book and it's too expensive now, you can look forward to this Artist Edition. So exciting news for you there. All right. Let's talk poll for last month. Uh, I'm still working on Billy Hines' questions that he sent to me just to try and get more information about uh, AE readers. And he asked, uh, the question for this month was, what is your primary interest in buying AE format books? And we had artist, character, nostalgia, storyline run, and varies by book. So one vote for storyline run, six votes for varies by book, and currently 71 votes for artist. Uh, there was some interesting talk on the forum about can this actually be separated um, 
can you actually separate nostalgia out of artist? Can you separate nostalgia out of storyline? Actually, any of these other things, can you actually separate out nostalgia? Because nostalgia is a key factor in all of this. And whether people don't seem to like to acknowledge that, but it's absolutely true. Nostalgia is running through all these reprints. When somebody gets their eighth reprint of Amazing Fantasy 15 in, you know, the eighth format, they have several omnibuses and masterworks and oversized hardcovers and things. It's, they're just getting it because they love, you know, Ditko art. They're getting it because they think it's an amazing story. Or there's the pull of the nostalgia. So, as I said, it's a tough, tough call. But that's the poll. It's always open to vote. You can always come back later, and we do a new poll every month. Find that at the website. All right. Shipping changes this month. Uh, a couple of things. Michael Golden's Marvel Stories Artist Edition slipped to August 8th. That was scheduled for July. And, uh, yeah, that should be it, actually. Huh. All right. Let's talk... No, actually, hold on a second. Let me let me check letters here. Just uh, I've been I've been a bit remiss. I've sold a few more books this month, so I'm always thankful. To everybody, anybody who listens and buys a book from me, greatly appreciated. Um, the store is a lot of good books there. I'm doing market value, so you may find it cheaper on eBay, but I'm sort of you know I do the average every month, so I sort of know that. Um, a couple people sent me some things on the. Uh, Oh, geez, that's a terrible to have silence on your podcast there. Um, on that Carl Barks book, you know, the uh, Car- Carl Barks Comics and Stories Original Art Edition, and then somebody actually brought it up on uh, on a Zoom call we had over uh, from the forum group, and somebody showed it. It's it's uh, right, it's it's production stats that have been enlarged from, you know, 7 by 10 to way too big, and they clean up and they look good. It's very much in that European style of black and white art. Uh, it's not original art in any way, but to say, you know, to call it art edition or artist edition, I think would be better term because it's an edition dedicated to the artist. It is not, it, there's no original art in it. Calling it original art edition just blows my mind. It's, I, you know, it's just crazy. Uh, another interesting thing from the mail was uh, somebody sent me a link to a Spanish, it's our good friend David Jacoy, he sent me a link to a Tomb of Dracula artist edition that looks about the size of an artisan edition coming out in Spanish. And then when I was browsing the site, I see there's already been a Silver Surfer artist edition in that. But basically, it looks like they've taken the artisan edition and, and uh, done it in Spanish. So that's, or, I'm sorry, was it Italian or Spanish? Uh, I'm clicking on the link now. I'm pretty sure it's Spanish. Yes. So that was really interesting news, but uh, and surprising. But it's great to see that this uh, no no that there's no IDW logo on it. It's only Marvel. So I'm wondering what the connection is there. Is that part of the IDW's uh, licensing agreement that Marvel can reprint the stuff in you know different languages and interesting interesting stuff. All right, let's talk out of print sales. Uh, one copy of the Alien Illustrated Story sold for $75. Two copies of Batman The Dark Knight Returns Gallery Edition sold for $135 average. Three copies of Bernie Wright's and Artifact Edition Second Print sold for an average of $157.99. One copy of Best of EC sold for $300. Uh, 
Uh, wow, that's yeah, that's pretty good. One copy of Best VC Volume Two sold for three hundred. One copy of Dave Cockrum's X Men Artifact Edition sold for one sixty four ninety nine. One copy of Dave Gibbons' Watchmen Artifact sold for ninety ninety nine. One copy of Don Rose's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck sold for one ninety nine. One copy of Frank Miller's Dead of Artifact Edition one fifty two fifty. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City: The Hard Goodbye one twenty two forty two. Two copies of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man, averaging 108. One copy of Jack Kirby Commandy, 149.99. Two copies of Jack Kirby, The Forever People, averaging 115. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, The World's Greatest Artist Edition. That's the twice up one, $300. Four copies of Jack Kirby's Marvels and Heroes. That's also twice up, averaging 210.24. Two copies of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor, uh, 224.97. Interesting, all those twice up books, sales, and good, good amounts this month. One copy of Joe Kubert's Stars in the Apes for ninety. Two copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four, averaging two seventy fifty. One copy of John Byrne's Marvel Classic for eighty four. One copy of John Byrne's X Men Artifact for three ninety four ninety nine. One copy of John Romita's Amazing Spider Man for ninety two. One copy of Lone Wolf and Cub for one twelve seventy eight. Again, I, there's no way to really differentiate that. You know, I, I, as we discussed previously, there seems to be some new volumes, uh, some new copies discovered, and those have hit the market. I'm debating whether to pick some up and offer them on my site. I don't. I feel like those are going to be those are going to go out again, and then they're going to be hard to get. One copy of Mad Artist Edition for three hundred. Wow. One copy of Mark Schultz's In His Oak Tales for two twenty four ninety nine. One copy of Mike Manola's Amazing Screw on Head for one twenty nine ninety nine. One copy of Ross Andrews' Amazing Spider-Man for one thirty-four ninety-nine. Two copies of Spawn Vault Edition Two, averaging two sixty-four fifty. Two copies of Star Wars: Dark Times, averaging sixty seventy. One copy of Terry Moore's Strangers in Paradise for one twenty-nine ninety-nine. One copy of The Prisoner Original Art Edition for one fifty-five fifty. One copy of Wally Wood's EC Stories for three hundred. One copy of Walter Simonson Manhunter and Other Stories for ninety-nine ninety-nine. One copy of Walter Simons' The Mighty Thor second print for sixty three ninety two, and one copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition for one forty. For the record set this month, Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition Complex Legal Defense Fund variant cover four ninety nine ninety nine. Sergio Grew the Wonder Artist Edition signed four forty nine ninety nine. So wow, lots going on. All right, let's talk about. Before we get to our reviews, two reviews this month, let's talk about supporting the site and the podcast and everything else. Three ways to do it. All three greatly appreciated by me. First one, use the affiliate links on the site. You'll see them, eBay, uh, things from another world, that kind of stuff. When you click those links and buy something, I get a percentage. If you're going to buy the book anyways, I really appreciate you clicking through and using one of my links. Next best way to support is by buying a book in the store. Lots of great stuff in the store. I've added some new things. I'm going to be adding some things at the end of this month again. Uh, I'm only really adding out-of-print books. I've got some books there that are, have been lingering, sort of. I've lowered the price already. But I'm, I'm getting newer out-of-print. I'm getting out-of-print books and adding them to the site, and that's an opportunity. Third way to support me is through the Patreon. Uh, a dollar, a euro, whatever your local currency is generally or more, whatever you'd like to contribute, once a month. And all the money goes to me buying books, me hosting the site, me hosting the podcast, and doing the reviews. That's that's where it goes. Just back into the books and the site. All right. Two reviews this month. Uh, first one, big money. Uh, the most I've spent on an English uh, language AE. 
format book. That's David Wright's Carol Day and Lance Hallam. So here's the blurb in Lance Hallam. We reprint the complete story minus three episodes from original art and the full size of the originals, a pleasingly large 17 by five and a quarter inches. Our goal is to give readers an experience as close as possible to viewing the original art and to provide a definitive presentation as Wright and his art deserve of one of David Wright's very best stories. Uh, it's a lot of Wright in that sentence. All right. Uh, Slingsby Brothers, Inc. Released in April 2023. That's when I got, I got my copy. Um, 19 and a quarter by 14 and a quarter. 152 pages. Hardcover. It's 350 US. Only available through eBay. Um, let me start with the good. Love the book. And it's... Uh, I love the original strips from David Wright's Carol Day. This story is wonderful. To see David Wright's art is just amazing. Uh, the cross hatching, the pen work, just the the care, the body language, the way he drew fabric, facial expressions. It's just it's stunning. It's an amazing, amazing to see this work. Um, I like the design. I like that the story. You get the, you know, on every page of the newspaper strip, you're getting, you get the page number, you get the story name, you get when, what dates those strips ran on that page. There's two to a page, as they said in the blurb there, uh, 17 by five and a quarter, just gorgeous. Um, there is a introduction. There's a reprint of an article from illustrators magazine. Number two is a British magazine. Uh, it's a great uh, article. And it's nice to see it again here. Uh, some of the art is a little bit bigger here than it was in the magazine. Some of the magazine's art was bigger than it is in this book. So we get that presented, which is nice. We all, Then we get a blow-by-blow blow breakdown of the story and uh, blow-ups, actually just panels of the original art used to illustrate the points. Uh, and then they, uh, then they have a series of pages. Well, here... Let me, yeah, then they have a series of pages of art done by current artists in tribute to David Wright and Carol Day. And then there's acknowledgments. And then also before before that, they reprint the Lance Hallam artboards again, this time without trimming the em- empty edges. So now you get the empty edges, six to a page. And as you can see, I'm starting to get into what I don't like about the book. So basically you're buying a 156-page hardcover. 52-page hardcover, and you're actually getting 42 pages of Lance Hallam art. So you think, oh, 42 minus 152, that's 110 pages of other stuff. Um, so this, you, not even one-third of the book is the art. You get all this extra stuff that just adds to the cost, I'm sure. $350. Could they not have cut some of that maybe consider that maybe just too much if they're considering a second volume i maybe you know cut some pages representing the original art with the empty borders just added pages that we didn't need right just 30 pages of carol day by today's artists so 15 artists and 15 biographies the book the name of the book is david wright's carol day lance hallam I thought I was getting, you know, I'm looking for David Wright art. I don't want somebody else's art. That doesn't interest me in any way. Give me more David Wright art. Give me two stories then. If you, if you're, if that's the page count you wanted, then present two storylines or cut the pages and cut the cost. 
And then that blurb, you know, um, it's glossy paper, you know, and it says our goal is to give readers an experience as close as possible to viewing the original art. And, you know, it's the original art is not glossy paper. I have lots of, I, I've, I don't have an original of this. I've held one, but I've got lots of other newspaper strip originals and they are not glossy, shiny paper like this. That's just not the paper that was used. So, yeah, I got a lot of what I don't like, and I've got some what I like. Uh, the other issue was the, sh- the the shipping was a complete debacle for Canadians. Um, it was they said it was going to be twenty five dollars if you ordered the book like in the first hour. It was ten, and then it went up to one hundred and four. And I reached out to the email address I had um, from ordering, and I didn't get a response. Then I reached out to a different email address that's in the back of the book. And asked about the shipping and was told, yes, shipping costs have increased. But I told them that the price is wrong on eBay. The eBay description says 25. Your website says now 25. Then the website said 40, but it was still 102. So I got the polite brush off there. They did finally fix it. So they've changed everything to say 40. And now the shipping is 40 on eBay. So if you're interested in getting this book after all that. And I still say, if you like David Wright's art... There's no other way to get full-size David Wright art like this other than to buy this book. But you must be a very large fan to get this. So watch the videos, look at the pictures, go to aindex.org, check it out, make the informed decision. All right, one more review for this month. Kevin Nolan's Marvel Heroes Artist Edition. Uh, my source for this book was a bit late for me. I had, to, I think I was about six weeks late getting this book. And then I procrastinated putting this review up. It took me three weeks from receiving this book to get the review online, which was yesterday. Um, I had the pictures done. I just, I don't know what, what it was, but uh, thanks for waiting. If you did, let me give you the blurb. Kevin Nolan is a true artist artist. He has won the coveted Eisner award for his art on Jack B. Quick in collaboration with Alan Moore, as well for inking Batman sort of Azrael over Joe Quesada. This volume will contain a selection of Nolan's best works from Marvel Comics, covers pages in two complete stories, most notably his fully painted 62-page Man-Thing graphic novel written by Howard the Duck creator Steve Gerber. A true labor of love, the graphic novel took Nolan 25 years to complete. It's a 12 by 17 hardcover, 184 pages, and it is 150 US. So here we get another interesting book. Uh, this is this one's laid out much differently than any other artist edition. So the book actually starts with covers, then moves into a gallery section with specialty drawings, pinups, layouts. Then we have pages. Then we have the four complete stories, which, to be fair, three are very short stories, and one is that full-length man thing. So it's uh, it's a good amount of material. And what I really enjoy about this book... Uh, is first off seeing Nolan, uh, you there's a lot of pencils on the left and then inks on the right, and you really get to see a great uh, how he moves from one to the other. His inks are so polished and finished, and to see the pencils, the pencils are just very dynamic, very raw. They look awesome. And the other thing I didn't, I guess I'm just not, uh, just not getting a lot of Nolan stuff anymore. Uh, just the way he draws the perspective, he's you know he's 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 got a lot of uh, images where. Maybe the hand is forward or the leg is forward and it's much larger than perspective would say it should be, but it just, it works so well, really presents well. And then we've got, we've got one color cover and then we've got the entire painted 
graphic novel, Manthe graphic novel. And the colors actually, it's, they're quite bright. The paper is that, it's that, uh, it's matte paper with a very, very minimal gloss as all artist editions have. But uh, it really presents very sharply and the colors just pop. It's really nice. Of course, this is a, this is a mix of older to newer material. So the Manthe graphic novel has no lettering. But the uh, the two short story, the three short stories are all lettered. So that's uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Definitely, if you're a Nolan fan, this is a wonderful book. If you're a Marvel fan, really you're an art fan, uh, it's it's a great pickup for sure. Um, color scheme is really good. I was I was really impressed by the color scheme. Um, Randall Dalk again. And this blue and orange, they just work beautifully. And then the uh, he's using these bullets in a really nice way. And the white te- white text just really pops. Very nice presentation. Um, what didn't I like? Um, I actually don't like starting with uh, not the complete stories. I'd rather start with complete stories. Also, I'd like to see um, the material in chronological order if possible. It would be great to see Nolan's progress as an artist from earlier to younger. So the, what we actually end up with is uh, a lot of newer stuff and then some older stuff mixed in and then we end with this, some older pieces and then we go into this these stories and it feels a bit jumbled. Uh, no page breaks, n- no chapter breaks, sorry, this time around. We guess the two tables of contents and uh, just the, uh, this, this, the stuff. So Great book. Well worth picking up. As I've been really, I don't know. I mean, how often have I said it's not worth picking up? That's the question. All right. Let's wrap up for this month. Great podcast, in my humble opinion. In that, I managed to get through it. Uh, I was oh, I was really, this may have been another day late. I, I, I noticed I've moved from the last day of the month to the first day of the month now. And it's working fairly well. But if I do any more procrastinating, it's going to slip off the edge and start to become later and later. So I don't want that to happen. All right. Please check out the website, aindex.org, for any material we talked about tonight. And send me any questions you have. Scott at aindex.org. I love to get questions and to answer them. And then we get to discuss them on the podcast. So I'll talk again next month. Let her go, let her go. God bless her. Wherever she may be. She can search this wide world over She'll never find a sweet man like me